You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what? I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops is super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been for spittle to them my God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill now. Come get this. I'm just so David and light. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the melee, alright. David and light. David and light. Da 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 David and light. Hey. Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to get down to the home stretch of the 2020 NFL Draft. Stoops and I are getting together one last time for our draft rankings this week. We're going to tackle our quarterback and running back rankings. And then the next week, we're going to tackle our wide receiver and title, tight end rankings. As always, I'm joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you today? I'm excited. I'm excited to... Uh... Kind of get back into these guys, you know, we, we eh, I guess you could say we kind of moved on from them, but we're coming back around, give you a few, few more thoughts on it. And then uh, obviously back to the true Debbie side of things. So it's guys we've been talking about for quite a while now, some longer than others, obviously, but yeah, my rankings I, did change. I'll say that my rankings have kind of moved around a little bit. So, yeah, so it's it's I've been kind of doing a, a few things here and there with my rankings and and over the last couple of weeks posting them on the Music City Drive in and taking one good last look at these guys because over the last couple of weeks my top 3 have not changed since I don't even remember whenever oh actually probably around December ish. Um there and there's a couple of guys that are super overly hyped and it's become makes me want to pound my head against the wall. And the thing about the quarterback position, there's not 10 good quarterbacks to even talk about. I mean, we ranked 10 of them. I think that there's three really good ones. There is one potential good guy and the rest you could just probably throw in the trash can. And that's just, and and that's my personal thing. And I will kick it off by saying this about Justin Fields. Okay. This has been a pro Justin Fields podcast for as long as I can remember. Okay, 
we consistently see the the demise of Justin Fields, whether it's the 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 bullshit conversation that's been around him not being a leader. Stoops and I talked about this on the podcast that the big they would not have played football this year without Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields stepped up and said, we're playing football this year. And the thing about it is, is and what I think people fail to remember is Justin Fields was the consensus number two quarterback. So he could have sat at home, mm-hmm. just, just prepared for the NFL draft. But instead, he gets out on the football field and does what he does. Then, on top of that, if you watch the Clemson game, how can you question whether or not this kid wants to be a quarterback or not? He literally, I, he could have came off the football field. He, he had perfect example. He got hit. I, we thought he was. Out. I would have. I would have been off that field. Right, because if, if no matter how hard that injury is, like that's detrimental to his draft status. Right, coming out of that game, if they, if they, if he gets hurt to an extent of potentially being out for a year. People, his his draft stock drops down, but instead he gets on the football field. Not only does he get on the football field, he throws a couple touchdowns. He wins the game for the team, right? Clemson had some good momentum going, and they could have won that game had Justin Fields not stepped up, mm-hmm. thrown bombs still with his ribs, and I don't even know if he still has those ribs. I know I probably wouldn't, but the thing about it is, is we question these guys, and when I say these guys, I'm talking about. These quarterbacks, year in and year out, okay? There is question marks surrounding every single one of these guys. On or off the field, especially. We, we, I like Mac Jones. I'm a big Mac Jones guy, right? But the biggest problem that we're having, and I am calling out a certain branch of individuals in the beginning of this podcast, Mac Jones has t- two DUIs under his belt. How many times over the last six months have we heard about that stoops i, I that's the I first time i've heard about it i'm gonna be honest with you so but the character in the we're questioning the character of justin fields what i i, I hate to be that guy but you you, you uh, uh dan orvnoski i don't remember i don't know how to pronounce his name or whatever came out with that video talking about he talked to some people that said they were questioning whether or not Fields wanted to be a quarterback or his toughness or this or that. And it's like, why do we consistently challenge only black quarterbacks? It, it, it's it's terrible. And to me, it, it's misguided. And the thing about it is, is my problem with Justin Fields is the only problem I've ever had with him is, is Ohio State never produces NFL quarterbacks. But I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Justin Fields has any, been any lower than number two. He hasn't. Like, Stoops and I have literally – it's been Trevor and Fields, I think, for the last year. When we first did our 2021 quarterback rankings last year, Trevor and Fields. And we have not wavered from that the entire season. So, just watch watch the tape. Watch these tape with these guys. Watch Listen to people around these guys. Don't just be like, oh, well, you know, we're, we don't know whether or not he's going to be di- – shut up like just it's just shut up like i don't and it, it's consistently i don't know man i'm sorry i'm frustrated i'm tired of seeing it on on these on these shows i'm tired of hearing people question it i saw the stupid um stop giving platform to these guys that just want attention that's the other thing right you know i saw a guy post a thing about the same throwing motion i think it was a picture of fields and cordell jones whatever went viral and and it's like what what does one have to do with the other or maybe it was haskins i don't know you know what I mean? They've had a lot of, of quarterbacks bust, but 
we're consistently questioning these things and and it's it's frustrating and and it's stupid. I, I, again, I, I say, stop. I'm not saying that we, ha- we are the be all end all and you should be giving us a platform to talk about this sort of stuff. And we're not, we're just a couple of guys that love football and have talked about football together for the last, you know, o- over two years together. You know what I mean? So th- that's what we are. Right. But stop questioning things that don't need to be questioned, period. You know what I mean? If you want to question some things, I mean, how are you questioning fields, but not questioning Lance or Zach Wilson, or Zach Wilson, who's been throwing against garbage cans for the last, you know, six months. You know what I mean? Like, question these sorts of things. Davis Mills, like, I, I can't. I'm tired of seeing the Davis Mills my hype. Kellen Mond, mm-hmm. I, I haven't even begun to get started on Kellen Mond yet. Chris Sims has him in this like top three, I think it was, or whatever, ranked ahead of Fields. Stoops, you've watched Kellen Mond for four years. Name me one thing that you think that Kellerman does better than Justin Fields. Um, he looks, he looks, he looks lost better. <laughs> I just, it's frustrating, man. And I didn't mean to. I'm. I don't think you were ready for my tangent this morning. But I was not I, ready for an eight-minute tangent. Yeah, I apologize. It's okay though. I'm okay with it. I apologize, man. I just, I'm just sick and tired of seeing this, just this onslaught of stupidity on social media and it kind of got to me and I'm trying to get better not to respond. So I just figured I'd use, maybe I'll use my podcast to yell about it instead. So, all right, folks, with all that being said, um, we are going to rank our top 10 quarterbacks in this draft class. Oops. I had a big problem after actually eight. I figured out I got eight in there, nine and 10. I was just like, whatever, but uh, I'll let you kick us off. I I think I've talked enough here. Um, Give us your 10 through six. Oh, we're going that long. All right. So no, do 10 through eight. Let's just okay. do 10 through eight. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I, I don't know if I have enough breath to go that long. So anyway, Sorry. so number 10 um, is a guy that I've actually, I kind of talked about previously, but he just never did much, but he's starting to get that hype again. And I know you just literally bashed him sort of Davis mills. Um, I, I don't, it, it's kind of like you said, right? When you start looking at the quarterbacks past, let's call it even top five. Let's just say, then it's kind of just like, well, who who's really going to make a name for themselves? He just he's got a lot of hype going. Um, he you know he's looking good against no defense, which all these guys do. So we'll see kind of how the long term play is, what what really happens with his game. But um, I put him back in my top ten. Um, so I got Davis Mills there. Number nine is a guy that I still am a big fan of. I know he doesn't necessarily face the you know best of the best competition week after week, but Brady White out of Memphis, he's a guy that I've been much higher on than, than a lot of people for quite some time. I mean, he's 6'3", 215, so yeah, he doesn't have a 6'5", 6'6", height, but he's still 6'3". That's still decent you know, height for, for a quarterback at the NFL level. Um, the biggest concern I do have is just completion percentage. I mean, he had a 60.5 completion percentage last season, but he still threw for almost 3,400 yards and 31 touchdowns. He did throw 10 picks, so again, he's kind of a He's a risk taker. I'll say that, um, you know, which can pay off and it could obviously come back and bite you. So he's, he's kind of one of those projects, I guess you could say, right. He's not going to be the guy obviously that comes in and just takes over the organization and he's the face of the franchise. Right. Um, he very well could go undrafted. I'll even say that. Right. But I do think it hits a point where fifth, sixth, seventh round, it's kind of like, you know what? He's still there. 
we could see him come into camp and, you know, let's see what he does. You know, worst cases, seventh round, ah, you didn't work out. Sorry. See you later. So we'll see, but I'm still a big fan of him. And then this is um, a guy that I actually don't think I've ever had ranked because I've watched him for four years. Um, and that's Kellen Mond. Again, I did it for two reasons. One, I, I do see, how do I say this? I do see um, the ability to where he can produce on the next level. I do not think he will ever be a top-notch guy. I just don't, he, he just, let me slow down real quick. It's one of those where you hear all these people talk about, man, he just got better year after year after year. But but where did he get better? To me, he stayed, I would say, at best consistent for four years, which is fine if those consistent years were better than 63.3 completion percentage, which was his best season he had. He only threw for over 3,000 yards, I believe, one time. Right? He only th- Now, it was a shortened season last year, so I'll give him that. But he only threw for 2,200 yards last year, almost 23. But he still had 10 games. You know what I mean? Like, That's true. Played, yeah. So it's and and we you know we said it on the A and M you know podcast we've said it year or episodes prior. It's just a run heavy offense, so I'll give him that aspect. But to still only throw for twenty three hundred yards and only throw over three thousand once, like I don't know. And the one thing I'll say about him is he doesn't throw picks. He does take care of the ball, but also he doesn't take those chances. That's kind of I think another concern I have from him. But his ability on the ground, a lot of teams like that dual threat ability, and Kellen Mond does have that. Um. And and as everyone's probably noticed, I've probably been the biggest Kellen Mond critic out there. Um, but I've watched him for four years, you know, and he he's just I even posted a tweet about it where everyone's just like, man, look at his deep ball. His deep ball is great. I'll be honest. That's the one thing I've never questioned. I question those five to 15 yard passes like I would rather you be able to complete 90 percent of your five to 15 yard passes than 60 percent of your deep balls like. I don't know. It is what it is, but um, Kellen Mond's a guy that I, I don't think I've had ranked at all, ever. Um, I don't even know if I had him in my top 15 whenever we expanded it a little bit more. Maybe I did. I don't remember. But either way, um, I've got him sitting at eight, and I felt that was generous. So, funny enough, I did make fun of Davis Mills, but I do have him ranked higher than you do. <laughs> but my number 10 slot, it was like eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and I picked mo just because of his size, Felipe Franks, 6'6". Six, six. 228. He has the prototypical size of a quarterback that you want. Mm -hmm. And he was a highly touted uh, prospect. But even after the senior bowl, I was like, man, I really would like to see something out of him. I don't, the senior bowl outside of Mac Jones and some flashes of Jamie Newman, like the the quarterbacks are terrible. Like they just were Ian books, not Ian books, not in my top 10. So I'll just, I'll put that out there. Just he's terrible. Like he's just, he's these guys, some of these guys that we're talking about could potentially be in the revamped uh, XFL or whatever that, that the rocks bringing back. So, you know, they might have jobs there eventually, but I, I don't Sam Ellinger. He's another one. I think he's, he's, he's garbage. Um, these guys are just, you know, not good. And Felipe Frank's like, I struggled to put number 10 there and I did it. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and he was mo. So number nine, I have Kellen Mond. Um, my biggest reason I don't like Kellen is, is the senior bowl week. I, I hated him after that. Like, and I hated him, but I, I thought that again, another one of those quarterbacks that I thought could have really shined considering Kyle Trask had to get out, bow out of the senior bowl. Uh, to me, that is what caused a lot of trickle down effect. And Kellen to me, years of talking to you about him, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that there's a single person here other than maybe Kellen mom that knows as much about Kellen work than you do. 
And, and to me, like that to me is also glaring to understand that this guy's just not good and he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Again, throw him on the XFL, Canadian Football League, Arena Football League, join that new league with Josh Gordon. I don't know. But um, he can't go take Johnny Manziel's Manziel spot like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for me, like it, it just it, it doesn't. I don't get it. I don't get the Kelamon thing and ranking him above any of the guys that I have in the top five is just absurd. Absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, also, at the same time, I've seen that where he thinks that people are going to say he's a day two pick. God, Lee, I can't wait for somebody to, to waste their draft pick on the guy. He's going to be real quick. I'm not trying to interrupt. He's going to be watch. He's going to be the guy that continues his, his hype continues to build. He's going to be that guy. Someone trades back into the first and drafts him to get that fifth year option. Watch. That's what's going to happen. I, I just have that feeling. That's what's going to happen. And then three years down the road, the team's going to be like, Oh man, what, what did we do? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, coming in at number eight, I have Kyle Trask. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> you weren't lying. Um, I am very pro Kyle Trask, but I'm very pro a lot of these other guys ahead of him. Um, and <laughs> Stoops might have just quit the podcast. Honestly, my six, seven, and eight were really interchangeable. And Kyle Trask just fall fell down to number eight i think that the potential of my seven and six are really much higher um when it comes to the end of the day i like trask i just don't know if his lack of mobility is really going to help him on the next level and he really had a chance to shine what's tom brady's mobility like (laughs) most peyton manning's mobility like are we saying kyle trask is going to be paid no but i'm just saying yeah, I'm just ben saying. Roethlisberger, that, what's his mobility like? I'm not saying he's the greatest of great. Yeah, but, but actually, huh? Ben actually was able to step up into the pocket. I think that Ben could actually, he's not mobile, but I think that he steps up into the pocket very well. I think Tracks, the, the thing that stands out different from Burrow and Trask for me, and I compare them to obviously after the last two seasons, is Kyle Trask doesn't have the sixth sense that I like out of a quarterback. I'm not saying Davis Mills or Jamie Newman have it either, but I just... I don't know if trash translates to Sundays, and that's my biggest problem. But now that I've offended Stoops and he might not talk to me for the rest of the show, I'm going to give you my seven, six, and five. Um, seven, I have Davis Mills. Uh, the more I watch, it's like what what could have been, right? You know what I mean? Like what might have been. Um, highly touted prospect. He has potential. Um, you know, six four two twelve. I think that he has potential, but again, I don't know if he's anything more than a potential backup. Really. I don't foresee Mills being one of those guys that kind of just flies under the radars and then shows up on Sundays. Um, And that's where my tear break stops. Really like the guys that I'm just like, all right, XFL guys. The one guy that I really like a whole lot that I think could surprise people is Jamie Newman. Mm -hmm. He did not have as strong a senior bowl week that I was really hoping for because I really felt like he was going to be that guy, and he wasn't. And it's kind of sad because, for me, you literally took a year – like, you took the year off, which I don't criticize him for. That's that's fine. Like, that, that, that was his decision, more power to him. But he has all the tools to be a quarterback on Sundays, and I really feel like he could be. Of, of any guy below the top five, and I even think that he's got a better potential to be a, a, a better quarterback on Sundays than my number five, Zach Wilson. But And yes, I have Zach Wilson at five. 
but I do believe, I, I just think that the intangibles of, of what Wilson, the opportunity Wilson's going to get is the reason why he's ahead of Newman, right? He's going to be a first round quarterback. He's probably going to be a top five quarterback, which still blows my mind, but our top five pick taken off the board. But to me, Jamie Newman has all the tools in order to be that guy. And then of course, my number five is Zach Wilson. Um, we're highly critical of of Mac Jones, okay? But Mac Jones playing against Vanderbilt is more talented defense than I think 95% of what Zach Wilson did against defenses, okay? And, and I understand people are going to criticize that, but I don't have the stat off the top of my head when it comes to Zach Wilson, but him against top 25 defenses in 2019, I think that he had like uh, four or five picks against them he's struggled against the big team in the big game against coastal Carolina, which I wouldn't say that coastal Carolina is the be all end all. Like they don't get, they were the Cinderella story of last year, but he struggled. Okay. So for me, Zach Wilson, he's just not the guy I, I, I struggled to put him at five, but I just believe that his, his, his value to a fantasy B just in general, he's going to get the opportunity to shine. And, and, and I'll be first to say, if I'm wrong in five years about Zach Wilson, I'll be more than happy uh, happy to say, you know what, Zach Wilson, he was a good quarterback. I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'm a man after the middle. We're a man after the middle on this podcast when we're wrong. So, yeah, Zach Wilson, yeah, great stats against gar- garbage cans last year, bud. So, Did you want his 2019 or his 2020? I'm trying against, to remember whatever against one was top 25, worse. huh? I think whatever one was worse, I think it was. Well, in 2019 against top 25 opponents, he had a 62% completion rate, 765 passing yards, two touchdowns, and three interceptions. That's the one I was talking about. Yeah, 2020, I don't think he really played a whole lot of people. Well, then even in 2020, it was a 70.7 completion percent, 600 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. I obviously don't see – I don't know how many games – Obviously, yeah. that's not one game. But. And, the, and the thing about it was last year's top 25 teams really were different because, like, there wasn't a lot of teams at play. Like, there, at the end of the season, there was teams with, like, two and five records in the top yeah. 25. So, it's it's just weird how it kind of played out. But, yeah. It was two opponents. Was, it was Coastal Carolina and Boise State. Exactly. Those so were the top 25 opponents in 2020. And he struggled big time against Coastal Carolina. It was yeah. a close game, but he struggled. And then um, in 2019, just real quick, Utah, USC, and Washington. Yeah, and he struggled. So, yeah. So, yep. And again, Utah. Uh, but that was the year I think Utah's defense was like. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. But again, so lining up against these defenses, he just it wasn't very good. So. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Seven, six, five for you, Stoops. Um, okay. Seven. So um, based on that Kyle Trask um, comment, I reworked my rankings really quick. I got Trevor Lawrence at seven. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, no seven. I've got Jamie Newman. Um, you kind of started to bring me around a little bit more on him. You know, I've never been super low on him, but I've never been super high on him either, but just kind of looking back, you know, at at some stuff you pointed out. And then even the little bit we did see, um, that was good in that senior bowl week. He had some, some glimpses of what he can be. Um, I, here's the thing. I would almost rather see a team, and I'm not saying this will actually happen, but if a team were to trade back into the first four quarterback, I think they would be better off with Newman than doing that with Mond. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I've got Newman at seven. Number six, highly controversial, I'm sure, but I've got Trey Lance. Um, 
he had a phenomenal, what was it, 2019. Yes, 2020 wasn't his fault, right? The fact that the league that he plays in decided, you know what, hey, we're just not going to play football this year. That's not his fault. I get that. But the fact that we only saw that one, although great season, you know, with the 28 touchdowns, no picks, 1,100 rushing yards, so on and so forth. Like, I get it. But I just wanted to see more against the better competition. And and, and it was the Oregon game, right? I mean, I know we didn't play that one, but – um. That's who he was. That was the big game that everyone was looking forward to. So we didn't get to see it, unfortunately. But um, the potential is there, obviously. And I know I'm obviously lower than than a lot of people, but that's okay. That's just how this game works. Um, and then sitting at five, I've also got Zach Wilson. Um, it's one of those where when you just look at it, again, we've kind of seen just the one season from it. Um, and I know I've I've ranked some other guys who have the one good season, you know, but. When you look at it as a whole, it comes down to competition they've played, right? I mean, look at it. And I know we're not – Joe Burrow was in a whole different ballgame. But, like, realistically, what did he do before that one phenomenal season? But he did it in the SEC. That's the thing. It's like Bingo. whenever – Yeah, so he whenever you, you see other guys – yeah, destroyed Alabama. When you see other guys um, outside of just quarterback position, you know, it could be running back, receiver, it doesn't matter. But when it's that one season, a lot of it to me – comes down to who did they play so that's why i'm not putting him as high as everyone else but um yeah i've got zach wilson at five all right now give us your four through one so four um i've got mac jones um i've actually moved him up much higher than where i had him before um when i look at my previous i think i had him at nine so i've moved mac jones up to number four definitely like what i saw out of him he had a phenomenal year obviously when you've got the receivers that alabama has that's it's it's almost what's the, I can't think of the right word, but not unacceptable, but you, you've kind of got to have the big type of season like that. Um, I mean, 4,500 yards, 41 touchdowns, only four picks. That's, that's a big thing. When you have what he had 402 pass attempts and he only threw the pick or threw picks four times. Like that's, that's phenomenal. While having a 77.4 completion percent. So he just had a great, great year. Um, but I've got him at four and I have the man you disrespected so mightily at number three Kyle Trask I'm sticking with it I, I since January what was it 28th or something or 18th of 2019 2020 I don't remember 2020 it doesn't matter I posted that tweet it's pinned on my my page y'all can go look at it it's still there I'm still a big Kyle Trask fan I understand he hasn't necessarily been getting the greatest reviews or the most hype or anything like that I just think there's something with him that that can translate and will translate. I'm not saying he's going to be rookie of the year. I'm not saying he's a first or second year starter. I think he's a kind of guy that would benefit massively from sitting a year or two behind a vet, learn from it and then go from there. So that's, that's the path. I think Kyle Trask will have more than some of these other guys who can potentially be a first year starter or will be first year starters, but I've still got Kyle Trask at three. I'm still obviously on that bandwagon and, never got off so never will get off number two and number one haven't changed for me for however long now uh fields justin fields at number two and i've got trevor lawrence at number one to me it's it's them two and then the rest um you know i I don't know what else we've (laughs) i don't you've kind of already went on the justin fields tangent at the beginning um to me there's just nothing to question like it's he gets it done on the field he's obviously showed his toughness on the field i mean you said it, that that hit that he took, I 100% would probably still be laid up in bed trying to recover from that. So 
Fields, there's just no questions about toughness, leadership, anything like that. Um, and then Lawrence, um, I know he's – it almost seems like the cool thing to do um, to start knocking Trevor Lawrence just because he's been put up on a pedestal since his senior year of high school. Like, I get it, but there's a reason, right? There's a reason he was put up there. And I can – for me, I continue to see it year after year. He's been doing it since his day one starting. Like, it's just – been there he's he's continued on so and he's improved massively obviously in the rushing game so you you talk about you know at the next level they want to have a mobile quarterback i'm not saying he's a dual threat run first guy but he can do it and he's shown it so uh, yeah that's my four through one i'm very bullish on on trey lance right i i I see the potential of what everybody else sees right obviously it's that dual threat capabilities but if you look at his 53 pass attempts from uh, uh, from 2019, I think it was, he had a 37% completion percentage on deep balls of 20 plus. Okay. That to me is very alarming. That, 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 that to me, he, don't get me wrong. He's got a cannon, but just because he got a cannon doesn't mean you have accurate cannon, right? You know what I mean? And, and that to me is very, very, very alarming. Um, he does slide into number four. I think it's kind of by default. I do think that he's got the most potential of anybody that's below my top three to really shine. I think that he's a type of guy that needs to go to a team that they're going to let him sit. I think that he's perfect for the 49ers at three. Um, they did trade up. I do think that Fields would be the perfect guy for them, but that's neither here or there. But for me, I, I don't. I struggle to see what I what everybody else sees with Lance. Now, when it comes to Mac Jones, uh, Mac Jones is my my quarterback three. Um, he's one that's risen up my draft board. He wasn't even pre preseason. He wasn't even in my top 10, maybe even my top 15, because I we both thought that Bryce Young was going to be the starting quarterback yeah. of that team by like the second half of the first game. But um, again, that's just admitting us we were wrong. Obviously, on his deep ball, he was around 60% completion percentage, passes uh, 10 yards or plus, 71% passing under 10 yards, 85% completion percentage. All these numbers I'm giving you guys right now are some of the best uh, in the class, I think Fields is the only one. But the things that stand out to me the most, all right, so he has the highest completion percentage of any quarterback in this class under pressure, 56%. Only Kyle Trask had above 50% completion percentage when under pressure last season. Everybody else, even if Lawrence, 40%, Fields at 41%. So that's that's a number that he's in double digits higher than. When blitzed, um, he, he completed, he had most times blitzed, 122 pass attempts when blitzed. 120 pass attempts, completed 93 of those at 77%. Okay, that's a high number whenever he's blitzed. Not only did that, 18 touchdowns, one interception, 77% completion percentage. Um, I, time and time again, I do know that we question Mac Jones. Do I believe that he's a guy that you trade the entire future for to draft at number three? Probably not. I, I, I Maybe not. Okay, but would it surprise me if Mac Jones went out here and did what Justin Herbert did last year when everybody was making fun of Stoops and I. We had Herbert, number two, all yeah. year long. I Actually, preseason, I think Herbert was my number one until Bo- Burrow showed up. But all year all year long, we talked about how great Herbert was. And then when it came down to it, it was like, oh, man, you know, two is better. This guy's better. And, I, you know, we don't know if two is going to be better or not. You know, let's, we'll talk about that in five years, right? You know what I mean? But this past season, Herbert proved – all the doubters wrong, all the people that were questioning his ability to do anything at all. So for me, I love Mac Jones. To me, it's really this tier, quarterback tier one. I think Mac Jones is just as ready as Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence to step into a team and start on Sundays week one. 
And again, like I said, Justin Fields, he he's that guy. You know what I mean? He is. He's he's fantastic. He's got grit. He's a he's just the quarterback, and he, and he's going to be that good on the next level. And then if I talked about Trevor Lawrence until I'm blue in the face, so I really don't have much to add about Trevor Lawrence other than I think that. He's going to be the be-all, end-all. And I can't wait till week one he throws three interceptions because he has a bad game, and then everybody's like, oh, he's a mm-hmm. bust. He's a bust. So I fully expect that to happen as well. But Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time to transition over to the running backs. Um, I don't know about you, but I struggled 6 through 10. A little bit. Uh, kind of, yeah. There's some guys that I like that are in that six through ten, but I think that it's like this class. I don't know. This class is strong-ish at, in some spots, but um, for me, I, what it was is this: I'm looking at names, right? And I'm like, man, I really like that guy. And I'm like, well, do I like him at six? I don't know. He's more eight, and I'm like, well, but I like him more. than I'm just like, oh, I, I don't know. And so it was, it was kind of like I knew who I wanted, yeah, in there. But I was like, well, do I like him that much? And I was like, no, I kind of like him. No, well. And I just literally kept fighting with myself. And I was like, no, this is what I'm doing. So I'm putting it. It's in. Yeah, I think I had my 10 guys in mind. Yeah. But transitioning over to get those 10 guys is the hard part. So I'll kick us off my 10. I was just good. You know, I'm going to do 10 through 6. We'll do it that way. That's fine. Uh, Jarrett Patterson um, is number 10. I like him a whole lot. I, I just... His his season was absurd. That one game, he rushed for like two trillion yards. Um, I think for me, it's just a little school syndrome for me there mm-hmm. uh, that I'm I'm just kind of questioning. Uh, number nine, I've got Kylan Hill. Um, I just I wanted to like him more this year. You know what I mean? In that offense, it was a weird season. I feel like if we had a full season in that in that offense, we would be talking about him in this top tier uh, uh, of running backs. Um, Jameer Jefferson, um, another one of those guys that I really like, but like his pro day was terrible. Like he had a bad pro day, which I mean, doesn't, isn't everything obviously, because boy does, you know, Twitter like to go crazy about pro day, but yeah. um, Jefferson. Well, they can't the guy- go about the, uh, the combine. So they got to. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then uh, number seven, I've got Kenneth Gainwell, uh, a guy. <laughs> man, Stoops just did this a double. This is unreal. Thing. Oh, I, that's your boy, man. I know it's your boy, man. I know you, that's he's like man, I didn't. I got a. I got think I got a worse look at Kenneth Gainwell at seven than I did at Trasket. I think eight or whatever it was. But Gainwell, a guy that I love. Clearly. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done interrupting you. Go ahead. Uh, Gainwell, I think it has the potential to break out um, of, amongst all of these guys outside of Etienne and um, and Harris. I think that he's the, he's my second favorite uh, rookie running back that I think that is not being talked about nearly enough. Um, Hawkins is my number six. That's the guy that I like to plant my flag on. Hawkins was as high, I think, as three. I've come back down to earth just a little bit on him. But um, I think that he's 
I think he's going to be more of a playmaker that helps teams than he is going to be like a fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be great in the kick return, punt return game. He's going to be used as like a scat back tile, sprawl style running back. He's going to catch pass. He's going to run the ball. I just, he's not a three down back. And, and that to me is really kind of where I struggled, but I love Hawkins a whole lot. Javion Hawkins is, is fantastic. All right. So, so move your 10 through six. So, the guy you just talked about, Javion Hawkins, who I've got at 10, the only reason I have him that low is is his size. Um, and he's actually the only guy that I have ranked that's that's lighter than 200 pounds. All the other running backs I have are 200 plus. But him being the 5'8", 182 range, it's, you know, we've seen it before, right? You don't need to be a big bruiser type guy to have a role at the NFL. But like you said, I don't see him being kind of that that – weekly fantasy relevant start him type of guy he's more of the help on the nfl side of things not fantasy side that's kind of more of where i see him as well number nine i've got kylan hill as well it was just i wanted to see more this year and i will say this previous season we saw the rushing ability we saw what he can do on the ground this year i wanted to see the receiving aspect and we kind of did see that in the limited um you know, playing time he was a part of this year, and then he opted out kind of thing, kind of, what, four ga- three, four games into the season. So, I mean, he still had 23 receptions, 237 yards. A lot of people or a lot of running backs don't even get that in a full season. So we saw that he can do it. I just would have loved to see a full season on it. But he's a guy that I think can still kind of slip through the cracks and, you know, kind of, kind of find a role um, at, at the next level. But we'll see. I just got him ranked a little bit lower on that end. Number eight, I... I struggled putting this guy this low. Um, that's Chuba Hubbard. I think his ability is well above eight. I do think his ability is well above that. I just I just don't know anymore. Um, I know that, again, I, we keep saying this, last season was just one of those weird years, but you said it already. He's going to be that guy that gets drafted later and becomes the fantasy guy, right? He's going to be the one that kind of slips through into the third round type thing. And then he'll find that role and he'll he'll be the the top fantasy guy that we're all wanting. So, but for now, I've got him sitting at eight. Seven. Um, guy I've been really high on for a while, but kind of fluctuated in my rankings. That's Trey Sermon. I liked him a lot. We saw what he's able to do. Um, finally, since Oklahoma wasn't, you know, well, he he was dealing with some injuries and in here and there, but um he just still wasn't used to that full ability. But when he got to Ohio State, we saw what he really, really can do. And I think we're just going to continue to see that. Six is a guy that I've been high on since his freshman year. And then people obviously started to knock him for that that second year. Um, that's Jamar Jefferson. I, I like him a lot. We saw freshman season, obviously, what he's able to do. And then this past season, he he brought it back. He He had those games where he just dominated, took over. Scored touchdowns, long runs, this, that, and the other. He was able to really, really make some plays. Um, big, big fan of him, and I think he's going to be one that, that definitely you're going to be able to get later in a rookie rookie uh, draft. I don't. He's definitely not going to be a first. I don't even think unless another guy's high on him. I don't even think you'll get him, or you. He won't go second round even. Um, maybe late second, maybe mid to late second. I could potentially see, but I'd be shocked if you can't get him in the third. If I'm going to be honest. Depends on who all's in your league, obviously. You got to know your league mates. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. It's it's one of those things that it's intriguing because I like the talent and I agree. I, I do 100%. So, yeah. Um, five through one. 
Um, I really don't uh, really appreciate your Chuba slandered. Uh, but I do agree with you. Like Chuba has really fluctuated my rankings, but um, I think he was in the bottom tier of my top 10. But uh, man, I really like him a lot. And he's got so much talent. And he's got the ability. That pass blocking really concerns me so much. Like, it is a huge problem. Huge problem. Um, and that's literally the only reason why he's five. Like literally. Like he would probably be my three if he could pass block. Maybe even two. I don't know. I, I like Chuba more than I like Etienne. But uh, um outside the pass blocking, God, I'm down. Man, this guy's crazy. <laughs> but if he fixed his pass blocking, I think What did you put in your coffee this morning? <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like Chuba could be a top two back in this class if he could get his pass blocking under control. I really do. I feel like if 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 in five years Chuba was the best back in this class, it wouldn't surprise me. Not one bit. But obviously, if he gets his quarterback kills, we won't even hear about him other than being in the XFL. So coming in at number four and three, they're tied together like Thunder and Lightning. Uh, Javante Williams comes in at number four. Michael Carter comes in at number three. Um I am uh, big on Michael Carter. I like him a lot. We've talked about it on the podcast. We have a podcast you can listen to where we did draft battle, Javante Williams versus Michael Carter. Cheap plug there. Coming in at number two, Travis Etienne. Um, listen, I'm going to be honest about Travis Etienne. like him a whole lot. Um, it blows my mind. I feel like him and Trevor Lawrence have been put through this separate ringer mm-hmm. for like no reason at all. It's It's... I don't think that Etienne is going to be a 200 carry guy per season, but I could really see him used like Alvin Kamara and who gets 150 touches on the ground and gets 50, 60 targets a year, right? Easily. And if that happens, he's going to be a top 15 running back every year until, until he's not. And I don't get ranking him anything lower than maybe three or four. If you like Javante Williams, if that's your cup of tea, then so be it. You know what I mean? It's not my cup of tea, but if it's yours, that's cool. But I've seen rankings where I've seen uh, ETN all the way down fourth, fifth. What? I, I don't know. I don't know. And then, of course, the best running back in this draft, Najee Harris. I, he's a top 10 dynasty back. He's a top 10 whatever you want to call it, redraft, whatever he lands, he's going to be the guy and he's going to be plugged and played. He's going to have 20, 25 carries a game. He's going to catch, you know, you know, probably three or four balls a game and Stoops doesn't agree with my one, but you know what? Najee Harris, plant the flag. He's going to be the running back one. He's going to be, he might be the first running back off the board. I mean, we all thought there was going to be other guys off the board first, you know, who knows, you know, we'll draft night. It'll be Jared Pedersen running back first one off the board, but you know, I don't know. Um, but I really feel like the three down back, he could be the top 10 fantasy running back for the next five years. So Najee Harris, my number one. Stoops? So sit to number five for me. Um, all right, well, four and five. I've got them paired just like you do. Um, I've got Michael Carter at five and Javante Williams at four. Um, I've said it. I, I'm a bigger Michael Carter fan. I just, for me, the reason I put him in that order is simply because of the draft aspect of it. Williams just has the more hype to him. Um, but if I was to be drafting, I would take Carter um, before Williams. That's just me. Sit at number three. Um, I've got Kenneth Gainwell. I, I'm a huge, huge fan. And it's it's kind of a um, hypocritical thing. How with Brady White, I was like, well, he didn't pay the competition. You know, da, 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 da. Kenneth Gainwell's on the same team, right? And here I am ranking him at three. So it is what it is. It's my rankings. But um, 
I just like his ability, um, his speed, his, his versatility out of the backfield. He's able to catch passes. He's able to make plays when the ball's in his hands. So I'm just a huge fan. And even being, he was 5'11", 201. He still had 231 rush attempts. Now, these were obviously 2019 stats. He didn't play last year. He opted out. But 231 carries, 1,400-plus yards, um, 13 rushing touchdowns, 51 receptions, 610 receiving yards, and three touchdowns. So he had over 2,000 total yards um, in that 2019 season. It's just I like his ability. I like what he's able to do when the ball is put into his hands. Sitting at number two, I've got Najee Harris. The one and two haven't changed for me, and I've got Travis Etienne at one. This has been probably outside of Javante Williams, Michael Carter type thing, but like as far as the one two, um, who's the the better, I guess, it's been the debate for well over a year now. We're talking even going into last season. But I've got Travis Etienne at one, Najee Harris at two. I would be obviously draft wise, rookie draft, I would be perfectly happy drafting either one of those guys so if i'm sitting at four let's say because you got to think lawrence and fields wilson combo of some sorts will go probably one two if i'm sitting there at three let's say i'm sitting there at four and if harris goes at three i'm taking etn if etn goes at three i'm taking harris like it's one of those where fantasy wise i'm going to take either one of them and be perfectly happy with it so it's just my preference is etn so there's that well, your preference is wrong. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that you can't go wrong with either one of these guys. But, um, you know, it, I, I personally feel like if Najee goes before you, you take Jameer Chase above ETN. But that's either here or there. Different <laughs> podcasts for a different day. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, folks, it's been fun kind of rehashing some of these uh, guys for you. Um, it, it's been a long time since I really kind of dissected it, the draft class because I was, like, looking at it, like you said, and it's like, Man, I know the 10 guys that I want to rank, but I don't know where I want to rank them. But it was a lot of fun. But make sure to check out our live show, April 29th at 6.30 Eastern Time. Stoops and I have a loaded panel of guests that are going to come on to talk about the night's events of the draft round one. I'm excited about this. We did it last year, and it was a very, very fun, successful night. We plan on doing it. We're going to stream all over the place from YouTube to Facebook to to Twitch and anywhere else that will allow us to – Throw our beautiful faces up on the screen. Make sure to follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Make sure to check out all the other shows on the Drive-In Podcast Network, including the Fantasy Football Roundtable, the Music City Drive-In, and now showing podcast, the Film Not Rated Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. I'm delighted, I've been la-di-da-din, not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top, man. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.